The mass awakening occurring all over the world has caused some major disruptions in energy as old institutions and structures get torn down and are replaced by new paradigms that are more aligned with the heart. But how do we raise our vibration in the middle of this turmoil and rapid change? Because if we allow, the heaviness of this energy of change can definitely bring us down. In this video, you'll learn what your vibration actually is and what we mean when we say raise your vibration. Then in part two, we're going to bust a very common myth on high vibration and how this myth keeps many spiritual people stuck in lower vibration without even realizing it. And then in part three, I'm going to share a powerful five-step process to help you raise your vibration quickly and keep it there no matter what's happening around the world. Coming up. Hello, beautiful soul. This is Christina Lopes, the heart alchemist here to help you open your heart, heal your past and live with purpose. If you're new to my videos, click on that subscribe button and also on the bell. So you get notified as soon as I publish new content. And don't forget to follow me over on Instagram where I share weekly tips and advice that you won't find here on YouTube. And before we get into the main part of the video, I wanted to remind you that there is a free workbook that we've added as a supplement to this video. That workbook is going to have the major takeaways of the video, but also some key questions to help you dive deeper in the content of this video. I'm going to leave links to that workbook in the description box below so you can download it after watching this video. On to part one of the video, what's raising your vibration? So what does this even mean when we're talking about raising your vibration? You hear this term uh, uh, said, uh, spoken a lot, especially when we're talking about the law of attraction. So within spirituality circles, there's a lot of talk about raising your vibration, but what the heck does that even mean? <laughs> okay. So let's go through just a short definition of what, what your vibration actually is. So basically, if you think of the universe, the multiverse, all of existence as just energy moving around, that's literally what, what all of existence is just energy moving around. And then every once in a while, that energy coalesces, comes together and vibrates at a certain frequency to form different things. So for example, a rock is just energy that coalesces together, particles that come together and vibrate at a certain rate to create that rock. Your body, the same thing, energy that coalesces together, that starts to vibrate at a certain frequency, creates your body. All things are created this way. Uh, energy creates everything. And so that's a little bit on what energy is. Your vibration is literally just means the state of your energy. Okay. So another way of saying this is that your vibration is the quality of your energy. Okay. So either the state of your energy or the quality of your energy, the higher the vibration of your being, the higher, the quality of, of your, uh, of your energy. Okay. So the lower the vibration of your whole being, the lower the quality of the energy. All right. So this is generally what's meant about vibration. Now, an important thing to remember about your overall vibration is it's not just one thing. Okay. So, so let me bring in kind of a multidimensional understanding of what your energy or your vibration actually is. It's composed of actually many, many things. So because everything that's a part of you vibrates. Okay. So everything that's a part of you has a particular individual vibration. So for example, 
You can start as small as a cell, okay? So you have trillions of them. Each cell has its own vibration, each cell in your body, but then you can keep growing. Each organ in your body has a specific vibration. Then you've got the chakras in your body. They all, each, each chakra has a specific vibration. Then you have your aura and the multiple layers of your aura. They each have a specific vibration. <laughs> your mind has a specific vibration. Your heart has a specific vibration. So I'm just giving you an overall, just to, for you to understand how multidimensional and enormous you are and how you're composed of many different parts. And each part of you has its own vibration, has its own independent energy. But when we're talking about your vibration in specific, we're talking about the combined energy of all of these things put together. Okay. When all of these things come together to form your multidimensional self, they create an overall vibration. And that overall vibration is sort of a, a an overall theme for your energy. It, it presents the overall quality for your energy. So even though you have individual components that are all vibrating at their own rate, when they all come together, they kind of they kind of comp, uh, comprise an overall vibration. And so when we're talking about your vibration, we're talking about the sum of all of these different parts and their individual vibrations coming into an overall vibration, which is you. Now, when we're talking about high vibration and low vibration, it really, I want to take it beyond just the definition of saying that your vibration just denotes the quality of your energy. Okay. So I want to bring it down into more down to earth, practical examples to show you how this affects you. Okay. So when you're in high vibration, what this means is that you automatically feel more fulfilled. You feel more joyful. You feel more on path. You feel more connected to your soul. Ding, ding. This is a big one. The higher your vibration, the closer you are in energy resonance with the vibration of your soul, because your soul is really high. Your soul is a quantum part of you. Your soul doesn't exist in this time space reality like matter. It's not a rock. It's not a chair. It's not, it's not even, uh, the body that you have, the body that you have is sort of a suit that your soul puts on, but your soul is not that body. Okay. So, so your soul is a really high vibrational, non-physical part of you. All right. The higher my human self's vibration, the closer I start to get with the natural vibration of my soul. So I will naturally start to feel more fulfilled, more joyful, happier, more at peace because I'm vibrating closer and closer with the vibration of my soul. All right. The lower my vibration, it just means that I'm, I'm tearing myself apart from my soul a little bit because the lower I go in my vibration, the further away I am from the resonance of my soul. All right. So when I'm in lower vibration, I'm, I'm not as happy. I'm, I don't really feel fulfilled. I feel down all the time. Uh, I don't like being here. Um, I don't, I don't even know what the purpose of life is. You see, when my vibration goes down, I start to lose the truth of my soul and the connection with my soul. And when I'm not connected with the vibration of my soul, I start to really fester a lot of illusions within me. All right. So the lower my vibration, the less fulfilled and the less joyful I am. All right. So these are practical examples to show you why the quality of that energy really matters for your everyday life. And it matters for your soul purpose, for, for your connection with your soul, for receiving guidance from your soul. Because if you are lower in your vibration, it's going to be really hard for you to receive messages from your soul and know what steps to take next in your life. All right. So this is how vibration high and low vibration affects you on a human level. On to part two of the video, and that is the top myth about high vibration. 
vibration. So this myth, it drives me absolutely crazy because it's so pervasive in spirituality circles. And the reason that this myth is so pervasive, uh, especially pervasive in spirituality circles in the West. Okay. And I'll explain why a little while in a little bit, but basically here is the myth. The myth is that you are, when you're in high vibrations, you're feeling only positive emotions and elevated emotions like love and ecstasy and joy. And when you're in low vibration, you're feeling negative emotions like anger and sadness and, and grief and all of these things. Okay. So, so there's this, the, this myth that says that high vibration means positive emotions and low vibration means negative emotions or dense emotions. Oh my God. Let me take a deep breath. <laughs> you know what I think of this myth? Oh no. This myth is absolutely not true. And it could be so destructive and it is so pervasive in Western spirituality circles that we really got to cut the legs off of this myth. Okay. This is not true. And let me give you an example. Uh, let me give you a very practical example so that you can understand how false this myth is. All right. I want you to imagine uh, a, an enlightened guru or an enlightened spiritual master that you may admire. Just imagine that person in your head. For me, immediately when I think of that, I'm either thinking of, you know, some of my favorite teachers like, like the Buddhist monk, T monk Thich Nhat Hanh or the, the Buddhist nun uh, Pema Chodron uh, or even, you know, the Indian guru Amma. Uh, so, you know, but you can think of whatever guru you want. Uh, Ram Das, I also love. So you can think there's another guru or another enlightened being that, that you can think of. The point here is bring to your mind an enlightened being, someone that you admire as a guru or as an enlightened spiritual being. Okay. So picture this person in your mind and now imagine that this person suffers a great loss in their life. Okay. Maybe someone that they really love dies. Maybe they lose a relationship that's very dear to them. Uh, something like this happens. Okay. So maybe they, they suffer some great loss. All right. How do you think these people are going to feel? <laughs> How do you think they're going to feel? They, if they are normal humans, which they are because all enlightened beings are normal humans to a certain extent, they're going to feel grief and sadness and loss. Okay. Sometimes even despair. They're going to feel all these normal things, but here's the million dollar question. Do you think that a Ram Das or a Thich Nhat Hanh or a Imam or, or whoever other guru really enlightened high vibration guru do you think that if they experience these emotions like grief and loss, do you think their vibration comes down? No way. No, no way. No way. In other words, an enlightened spiritual being that's vibrating in really high energy, they can feel dense emotions and difficult emotions like the rest of us. And it absolutely has no impact on their overall vibration because they're human. You see, you see this example that I'm trying to show you negative emotions. I don't even like to call them negative or positive because that starts the problem right there. I'm only using this labeling because it's easier. It's easy for all of us to identify. The point really is there are no negative emotions and there are no positive emotions. All right. So maybe I'll just start to use elevated emotions and denser emotions. That's a better, maybe a better labeling. Okay. So enlightened spiritual gurus, if they suffer a loss, they sure as heck are going to feel grief and loss and, and all of these and sadness and all of that. And that's not going to impact their vibration and it doesn't have to impact yours and it doesn't have to impact mine. Okay. So you see how this myth is false. It is absolutely false that we can only stay 
maintain high vibration when we're feeling elevated emotions. And if as soon as we start to feel denser emotions, oh, sorry, we're already in low vibrations. This is bull crap. And I really want to bust this myth because this causes a lot of suffering for spiritual people. This causes a lot of suffering because what happens is the moment that I start to judge certain emotions as high vibrations and other emotions as low vibration, I'm already screwed because what I'm doing is uh, the tendency for my, for me to bypass the denser emotions is going to be really high. Cause I I'm going to want to stay in high vibration. I'm not going to want to dip down to those lower emotions. I want to stay in high vibration. So what this does is this can cause a lot of people to escape, run away from their emotions or bypass them altogether. And, and guess what happens? Here's, here's why this myth is so destructive is that if you do this, if you try to bypass what you're feeling, if you try to escape from certain emotions because they're uncomfortable, you know, what's going to happen. Your vibration is going to go down. <laughs> you see, it's not because you're feeling the emotion that your vibration comes down. It's because you are denying and rejecting and bypassing it, that your vibration comes down. So the tragedy in this is that when people believe this myth, that positive emotions equal, uh, um, high vibration and dense emotions equals low vibration. When they believe this myth and they pull away from the negative emotions and they deny them and they repress them and they push them away. That's when they're actually bringing their vibration down. Okay. So, oh, I really need to, uh, th this myth needs to be so destroyed because it's so common in spirituality. And I've worked through this with countless clients. I know how pervasive this is in spirituality circles. So we really have got to clean this up. It is absolutely not true that high vibration only equals positive emotions. Not true, not true, not true. Now this destructive myth about high vibration really comes, especially in the West. And it's really a product of the low levels of consciousness that we've been living in, especially the consciousness of separation. All right. And so what, what separation consciousness does is it polarizes things. Okay. So things become very black and white and no gray. <laughs> and that's what happened with this myth. All right. So as soon as we polarized, something's got to be good and something's got to be bad. <laughs> and that's where this myth really comes from. But also this myth is coming from the fact that we in the West really have not been taught how to deal with difficult emotions and difficult emotional content in uncomfortable emotional content. We haven't been taught. We don't know how to do it. And so what we end up doing is we push or repress, um, any type of negative emotional content that we feel, we don't know how to deal with it. So we push it, we reject it, we bypass. It's very, very common in Western cultures. And so that's where this myth kind of really plays in is even in spirituality circles. So this myth is occurring within spirituality circles. So, so this goes to show you that it, that when you awaken, it doesn't always mean that you become like this high vibration, spiritual being, you can still be stuck in a lot of myths and a lot of distortions. All right. And, and we all do this at some point. So this isn't a judgment. We all do this, but as soon as we start to awaken and ascend, uh, in our consciousness, we start to realize that things aren't really black and white. Okay. So this myth has to be destroyed. Uh, there are a lot, a lot of spiritual beings that are vibrating really high and they still go through the full array of human emotion. And in fact, that's really the marker of an evolved spiritual being is the ability to work through uncomfortable emotions without a problem, without rejection or without bypassing. All right. So let's bust this myth so that we can kind of clear up the energy around it. As soon as we bust this myth, now we're going to know that there's no 
problem working with difficult emotions, that if you're feeling sadness or if you're feeling anger or if you're feeling grief, that doesn't mean that your vibration is low. Okay. So I wanted to leave this here because sometimes what happens when people are in these, in these denser emotions, when they're feeling these more difficult emotions like sadness and and grief. Sometimes they get shamed by other spiritual people who are saying, Oh, you know, like you're a Debbie downer, you know, your vibration isn't really high. <laughs> and, and so they're getting shamed by other people in spiritual communities. And when they get shamed, they try to pull up into their, into their energy, into those higher level, um, higher and more elevated emotions like happiness and all of that. And what they're doing is they're, they're actually bypassing their grief and they're bypassing the sadness. All right. So hopefully if you were doing this before you watch this video. We were busting this myth and that won't happen anymore. On to part three of the video, how to raise your vibration. So now that we've busted the myth, now that we understand vibration a little bit more, we've busted that destructive myth about it. Now it's time to teach you how to raise your vibration, especially in these tumultuous times. It's really important to know how to raise our vibration and keep it high. I'm going to share a five-step process with you. And I just want to leave here a little side note that sometimes I share tips with you and there's no specific order. You can just do them in whatever order, but in this specific specific five-step process, I put these steps in order. Okay. So when you're doing your homework and following the tips that I'm giving you here in this, in this video, make sure you follow this five-step process one at a time, starting with, with, uh, with step one. Step one of the process is accepting what you're feeling. Okay. So uh, the, I, I'm, I'm pretty sure, you knew I was going to say this since I was talking about this before, uh, when we were busting that really destructive myth about high vibration. Now you can understand why this is step one. This is absolutely crucial is the acceptance of what you're feeling and embracing a sitting with, uh, uh, just learning how to be comfortable with uncomfortable emotions. Okay. That's the crucial first step, because if you do not accept what you're feeling in the present moment, you're going to start escaping. You're going to start rejecting. You're going to start repressing. You're going to start bypassing. And as soon as you start to push away or bypass or run away from a certain emotion, that's when your vibration starts to come down. And let me give you the energy understanding of why this is true. When I don't sit, when I don't accept something, when I don't acknowledge something within me, the energy of that thing, whether it's sadness, let's talk about it in terms of dense emotions, because usually those are the ones that we want to reject. Nobody rejects happiness. <laughs> Nobody rejects joy or love. People reject is fear and guilt and shame and all those things. Those are the things that we, that we tend to reject. When I reject or I push away or I try to escape, that energy is not allowed to process in my body. It's not allowed to circulate because it's not being acknowledged. As soon as that happens, the energy stagnates. And when the energy stagnates, it functions like a ball and chain, like a weight that's pulling me down. All right. That's why your energy comes down in vibration. Whenever you try to reject, whenever you try to bypass, whenever you try to, ex to escape an uncomfortable emotion, what ends up happening is your vibration comes down because that vibration that emotion stagnates because you're not recognizing it. You're not accepting it. You're not sitting with it. You're not working with that emotion. It stagnates and it immediately starts to pull you down like a ball and chain do. All right. So this is an, a little bit of an energy understanding on why the acceptance of what you're feeling in the present moment is the crucial first step to start raising your vibration. 
Now, one easy way to start learning how to accept what you're feeling in the moment and learning how to work with uncomfortable emotions, one way to start that is to really understand that there is no such thing as negative and positive emotions, okay? There is no such thing as negative and positive emotions. They are all just emotions. Emotions are just energy moving around in your body. That's all emotions are. So the moment we remove this negative labeling and positive labeling on things, then we're, we start to be able to sit with whatever comes up. Okay. This is a great way to start is to realize no such thing as positive uh, emotions, no such thing as negative emotions. The moment that I do that, I learn to honor whatever I'm feeling in the moment. And if it's a bucket of grief, then I'm feeling a bucket of grief. And if it's ecstasy and joy, I'm feeling ecstasy and joy. But I learn how to be constantly present no matter what is circulating in my body, whether it's grief, sadness, joy, ecstasy, I honor it all. And I, I love, you know, Know, the, the term honor what you feel. This is so important to honor everything that I'm feeling is a sure way to start raising your vibration because when I'm, when I honor everything that I feel really another way of saying this is I'm accepting and acknowledging all parts of me as they arise, whatever I accept and I acknowledge, it means that that energy is allowed to circulate. And the more the energy is allowed to circulate up goes my vibration. Okay. Stagnation of energy. When I reject things, it stagnates the energy and that's when my vibration goes down. Okay. So if you can even think of it simply in this way, that energy, emotions are energy and energy needs to constantly be on the move. So what I'm going to do as an awakened spiritual being is I'm going to let energy move in my body, whether it's energy that's uncomfortable as heck, like grief, for instance, grief is not comfortable to feel, but I'm still going to do the same thing. I'm going to honor grief as I honor happiness. And when you do that, the grief circulates and sooner or later the grief leaves. Okay. If it's sadness, same thing. I honor it. I let it circulate sooner or later it leaves. All right. And the more that you learn how to do this, to honor everything that you feel, the more your vibration goes up. Now I have, um, there's just this beautiful, beautiful, uh, poem that that's, it's one of my, one of my favorite all time poems by the Sufi poet Rumi. And it's a poem that specifically talks about knowing how to honor everything within you. So I'm going to read that, that uh, poem for you. So the poem is called uh, guest house and it goes, uh, this being human is a guest house every morning, a new arrival, a joy, a depression, a meanness, some momentary awareness comes as an unexpected visitor. Welcome and entertain them all, even if they're a crowd of sorrows, who violently sweep your house empty of its furniture. Still, treat each guest honorably. He may be clearing you out for some new delight. The dark thought, the shame, the malice, meet them at the door laughing and invite them in. Be grateful for whoever comes, because each has been sent as a guide from beyond. This is such a beautiful poem to really help you learn how to work with difficult emotions or uncomfortable emotions. So you don't bypass them. You don't try to escape them. All right. And, and if you want to learn more about bypassing, what bypassing is, and if you want to, if you want to find out if you're doing it and how to stop doing it, I shot a whole video on bypassing. I'm going to leave a link to that video in the description box below. So you can watch after this video. Step number two is to go down and deep. Okay. So this one, 
this one can be hard, uh, especially for Westerners, uh, because we're very masculine energy dominant. So we want to constantly be out there doing, doing, doing. And what this step really is doing, this is pulling you into feminine energy. It's asking you to go down and deep. All right. And, and this may seem a little bit counterintuitive, but I'm going to leave this here because this, this absolutely is true. And that is you have to learn to go down before you go up. <laughs> okay. So you got to go down to go up. That's, that's the, the energy alchemy rule here. And what I mean by this is you have to go deep within you, deeper, 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 the deeper you go within you, that means that you're bringing the light of your awareness to those parts that weren't seen before. And the more that you go deeper, the more that you go up, because the more you go deeper and you bring the light of your awareness, you're ascending your vibration. Your vibration is going up. Okay. So another way of saying this more simply is you just need to heal your wounds. That's what this really means is you got to go deep. You got to go down and deep to heal your wounds, stuff that is unresolved from your past stuff, even maybe from past lives that are still affecting you today. Do your healing work. The more that you do your healing work, the more your vibration ascends. So if you have trauma, if you have childhood stuff that you haven't healed, if you had, you know, a horrible breakup or just trauma in your life in general, or, or, uh, painful things happening in your life that, you know, you have not healed fully then the further and the deeper you go into this healing, the faster and the more you're going to be able to raise your vibration. Now, this step isn't really easy, especially for Westerners, because going down and going deep, really what we're doing is we're going to sooner or later, as I start to dip below the surface and I go deeper within me and I start asking really deep questions, what am I feeling? Uh, do I have any pain still to heal? The deeper I go in my self-awareness and the deeper I go in my healing work at some point, I'm going to start encountering uncomfortable things. And we don't like to sit with discomfort in the West. We really don't. We run away. We go on a shopping spree. We go get drunk. We go hook up with someone. We try a thousand different things to escape from the inner discomfort, but it does not work. Okay. So in this step, what I'm asking you to do is not run away from your discomfort. It's not ignore it. It's go right into it and sit with it. Like a really good friend, like you would sit next to a bonfire with a really good friend and have a conversation. That's what you're going to do with all of your unhealed pain and unhealed wounds. You're going to create this friendship with that wound also. Okay. Because that wound needs to be acknowledged in order to be healed. All right. So in this step, you're going deep, you're going down, you're learning how to be comfortable with discomfort. You're learning how to sit with uncomfortable comfortable emotions, the more that you learn how to do this, the, the higher your vibration goes up and the quicker it, it goes up. Now I want to leave you with a little metaphor here so that you can understand with a practical example, how, uh, when we avoid going deep, when we avoid doing the deep healing work of things that are unresolved in us, how that really weighs us down. All right. And the metaphor that I like to use is of a hot air balloon. Okay. So if you've ever seen a hot air balloon being filled up, right? A hot air balloon functions with fire. So they turn on the fire, the, the, the air inside the balloon starts to heat up. And as it starts to heat up, the balloon lifts. Okay. But what's important as a protocol with hot air balloons is that the basket is tied or it's weighed down initially as that balloon's coming up. All right. So that the balloon doesn't take off. Right. <laughs> and so it, that balloon is weighed down or tethered down somehow until, until it's ready to, to be released. All right. So notice this. 
there's fire, the, the hot air balloon is, is getting hot, it's lifting, but it will never lift off the ground if it has too many, too many weights in the basket. Usually what's used in hot air balloons is sandbags, all right? So if I have a ton of sandbags in that basket, there's going to come a point where the hot air in the balloon is not going to be enough to pull that basket up because it's too heavy. So what do people do? They get into the basket and when they're ready to give off, to get, uh, all, you know, to take off, they start throwing, uh, sand baskets out. The more they throw sand baskets, the, the hot air balloon gets lighter and starts to take off. Okay. This metaphor is exactly what's happening to you when you do deep healing work. When you go deep, you're, you're finding those sandbags in within you. You're finding those sandbags in the form of unhealed wounds and you're healing them. You're throwing them out of the basket. And as soon as you throw them out of the basket, your vibration just rises naturally. All right. So this is a metaphor that I like to use. And, and, you know, I'm not saying that this is easy. Sometimes it's not. That's why a lot of people, when we're, if you read articles or videos and you watch videos on how to raise your vibration, you'll see that a lot of times the, the tips that are being given are tips that are a lot easier to, uh, a lot easier to do. So they'll say, you know, practice gratitude or do this, or just be happy. All of those things to raise your vibration. Very rarely does someone talk about doing deep healing work and, and confront confronting your fears and confronting your pain. That's not discussed as much if you look up blogs on how to raise your vibration or videos on how to raise your vibration. And it's because this isn't easy work sometimes, but it's the surest way for your vibration to go up quickly is when you start to do this, this work. All right. And there's a specific trait that I think is, it comes really in handing when you, when you're doing this step two and you're going down and you're going deep and you're healing. There's a, there's, there's, there's a specific trait that you can cultivate in yourself. That's really important and it's courage. Okay. So the more you're courageous, the more you say to yourself, wait a minute, there's nothing inside of me that I'm afraid of. I'm going to stop running away. I'm not a child. I I'm a grown adult. I'm a mature spiritual being. I will no longer run away from anything inside of me. The moment that you do that, those sandbags start to come out and your vibration starts to raise. All right. So an important second step in the process. If you have no idea how to start the whole healing process that I'm talking about here, if you have no idea how to start that, I shot a whole video on how to let go of the past, how to heal the past and let go of the past. I'll leave a link to that video in the description box below so you can go deeper and watch that video after this one. Step number three is shadow work. It's what's known as shadow work. Okay. So aside from unhealed pain and unhealed wounds that we were talking about in step two, step three is another aspect really of healing because what, what, what the shadow is, you know, not the, there's nothing to be afraid of when it comes to the shadow. The shadow isn't evil. What's meant by the shadow is your shadow is any part of you that's unseen, unacknowledged and not accepted. All right. That that's, what's termed the shadow. Okay. Now, again, nothing evil about it. It's just all parts of you that you don't acknowledge, you don't see, and you don't accept. And so it's, it's the, those parts are kind of cast in, in the dark as a shadow. Okay. Now the shadow, everyone has a shadow. Uh, some people have bigger shadows and some people have smaller shadows. The more you ignore a bunch of parts of you, the more you don't accept yourself or different parts of you, the bigger your shadow, the more you accept all parts of you, the smaller your shadow. Okay. But everybody has a shadow and this shadow can can significantly contribute to pulling your vibration down. So your shadow can, can really be heavy sandbags really, really, especially if there are a lot of parts of you that you don't like, you don't accept, and you don't acknowledge, all right, your shadow is going to be bigger. The bigger your shadow, the more it pulls your vibration down. So when it's time to raise my vibration, aside from doing the healing work, 
it's now a good idea to do shadow work. It's known as shadow work. All right. And shadow work just literally means I'm going to start accepting, seeing all parts of myself that I have not seen before and that I wasn't ready to see before and that I rejected in me before. I'm going to start seeing those and I'm going to start to bring the light of my awareness to those unaccepted parts of me. Okay. That's all shadow work is. Shadow work is bringing the light of your awareness, bringing love to a part of you that was not accepted. That's literally shadow work. Okay. It's, it's a, it can be sometimes a little bit harder than this, but generally that's what shadow work is bringing love to a part of me that I didn't love before. All right. That's the, that's pu putting it simply. Okay. So shadow work is really important. The more that I do shadow work, the smaller my shadow gets, the smaller my shadow gets, the higher my vibration goes. All right. So shadow work, another important, uh, another super, super important step. If you have no idea what the shadow is or how to do shadow work, I shot a whole video on shadow work, how to do it. I'll leave links in the description box below. So you can go into that after watching this video. Step number four is elevated emotions. Okay. So this step here, this is what, this is what you'll find in a lot of blogs and a lot of videos that talk about raising your vibration. A lot of them focus on these, on these elevated emotions and it's true they're important. But the reason that this is step number four is because if you don't do the rest of the work before that we discussed before, it doesn't matter how elevated your emotions are. It's going to be hard for those elevated emotions to pull up all the dead weight of the shadow of unhealed wounds and of all that stuff. So that's why we started with healing wounds, throwing our, our heavy sandbags overboard so that we make ourselves lighter. And as soon as I throw my sandbags out of the basket, the hot air balloon starts to go up. Okay. So that's why the now elevated emotions, this is step four of the process because you've already done the harder work. And now this work is a little bit easier. And what I mean by elevated emotions, we're talking about love and joy and ecstasy to cultivate that gratitude and other elevated emotion. Okay. Th these are really important too, but now you're more ready to, to cultivate these elevated emotions because you've done the, the difficult work uh, already. Okay. Uh, and what this, in this step, really what we're focusing on is heart work. This can be called heart work. All right. The heart is really the home of those elevated emotions like compassion and joy and gratitude and love. That's really the, that's really the, the home of the heart. Um, and so when it comes to cultivating those elevated emotions, we're really talking about heart work. All right. Now, one of the reasons why this step is so crucial is because when we start to do heart work, we are tapping in to the most powerful part of our electromagnetic field of our being the, the most powerful. All right. So earlier on in the video, I, I showed you a picture of what you look like as a multidimensional being and how each part of you was vibrating at a different frequency, a different vibration, you know, so your organs vibrate a certain way, your chakras vibrate a certain certain way, then you've got your aura, you have your whole electromagnetic field. You're really, really big multidimensional being, but of all of these parts, all of these parts that contribute to your overall vibration, the heart is the one that contributes the most. <laughs> That's why I love the heart so much. It is the most powerful energy center that you have in your body. It's the biggest contributor to your overall vibration is your heart. All right. And just to give you some numbers here. Okay. So, cause we're always thinking about the mind, everybody's so mind centered, but let me give you a comparison just so you can see how powerful the heart is. All right. So your heart emits the strongest electromagnetic field of the whole body. And that magnet, that electromagnetic field is 60 times electrically, 60 times stronger than that of the brain. <laughs> 
and the magnetic field of the heart is 100 times stronger than the brain's. Okay. So, so you see how much stronger the heart, uh, energy is from the mind energy. We just haven't been focusing on it as much, but, but that's how much it is, how much stronger it is. So when I cultivate those beautiful emotions like gratitude and, and love and ecstasy and joy and excitement, I'm tapping into the biggest source of my vibration, which is that, that powerful heart. The more I cultivate the power of that heart, the more it's going to contribute to the vibration of my overall being and the higher my vibration goes. And the trick here with doing heart work is that you are really, what you're doing with heart work is you are generating elevated emotions. That's really what heart work is generating elevated emotions. All right. So elevated emotions like compassion, empathy, joy, kindness, love, gratitude. Okay. These are all examples of elevated emotions. The more that I generate them in myself, the more that heart is going to be contributing to my overall vibration, pulling it up. Okay. And here are a couple of ways that I love to do this heart work. I love to, to kind of open up this heart chakra. So it, it pulls up my vibration. One of them is a practice called Tonglen. All right. So I learned this practice. This is an ancient Buddhist practice. It's called Tonglen. It comes from uh, Tibetan Buddhism, I think. Um, I learned this technique from one of my favorite spiritual teachers, the, the Buddhist nun Pema Chodron. All right. So, um, Tonglen basically means it's, it's something so counterintuitive that we again, don't like to do in the West because we're always rejecting and pushing away. But Tonglen is you're basically going to do something that you would never have thought of doing. All right. And here's what you're going to do with Tonglen In Tonglen. I sit down and I am going to breathe in the pain of someone else or the pain of the world. Okay. I'm going to breathe pain in whether it's someone else's pain. So maybe I'm doing Tonglen for someone that I had an argument with or someone that I have a misunderstanding with or someone that really hurt me. Maybe I'm doing Tonglen for them. I'm going to breathe in their pain and I'm going to breathe out healing, love and compassion energy to that person. Okay. And I'm going to do it for a person, or I'm going to do it for a group of people, or I'm going to do it for the whole planet. I could do this for the whole planet. I'm just going to breathe in the pain of the world and I'm going to breathe out healing, love and compassion for the world. All right. You see how totally opposite this is of what we want to do. Usually what we want to do is we don't want to feel other people's pain. No way. I don't want to be feeling other people's pain. We're constantly pushing pain away and we're trying to cultivate within us just these elevated emotions, this happiness and, and this joy. But in this practice, you're being asked to do the opposite. Take in the pain, breathe out love, take in pain, breathe out love. This is a really powerful heart expansive exercise. And if it scares you, if it feels like you're going to die by taking in the pain of the world, you're not, your heart is immensely powerful. And the more you focus on the heart's uh, healing ability, the more the heart opens up, the more the heart opens up, the more it contributes to the elevation of your vibration. All right. So, so Tonglen, that's one practice that I love to generate elevated states of energy and emotion. The second thing that I love to use to, to kind of uh, generate elevated emotions is gratitude. All right. So a gratitude practice. And I do this every day. Actually, I do this in a really simple way. Uh, the more that you feel grateful, the more that you have things to be grateful for, the more that you feel gratitude in general, the more your vibration goes up because that heart, again, this is gratitude is an emotion of the heart. It's a feeling of the heart. So I have a really simple gratitude practice that I use, uh, every night before I fall asleep, as I'm lying in bed, as I'm about to fall asleep, 
I will say out loud a few things that I'm grateful for that day. All right. And it could be a list of 10 things or 20 things. It doesn't matter. I close my eyes. I'm in the dark. I'm about to fall asleep. And I just say to the universe, thank you so much for this wonderful day. I'm grateful for this conversation. I'm grateful for the warm cup of coffee I had. I'm grateful for the warm shower. I'm grateful for the roof over my head. I'm grateful for my warm bed. And I just start going down the list of things that I'm grateful for that day. And, and then that's it. I say my list. I close my eyes and I just fall asleep. So I literally fall asleep with the energy of gratitude in my heart. That's a wonderful, wonderful way to cultivate this heart work. Okay. So there's a simple practice before you fall asleep, say out loud, a list of things that you're grateful for that day. And if you say to me, I'm not grateful for anything. My life is crappy right now. I've got nothing to be grateful for. Think again, you always have something to be grateful for. You just have to look for it. Okay. So I remember I've been doing this practice for years. And when I started doing this practice, my life was a total utter mess. Okay. There were so many painful things happening at the same time. I was totally broke. I had no money. I, it was just, it was a mess. And I still did my gratitude practice every day. I was grateful for the smallest things. I was grateful for, you know, a flower that, uh, that I, a beautiful flower that I saw when I was walking down the street. I always found something to be grateful for. The more I found things to be grateful for, the more, uh, the more abundance energy started to come to me. Okay. And it started to get bigger and bigger and bigger. All right. So always, there's always something to be grateful for, no matter what challenges you're going through in your life. And a gratitude practice is a wonderful way to, to really expand that heart and bring up your vibration. Step number five. And the last step of the process is an expansive mindset. Okay. So now that we talked about the strongest electromagnetic uh, field in the body, which is the heart. Now it makes sense for us to talk about the second strongest electromagnetic field, uh, of the, of the body. And that's the electromagnetic field that's emitted by the brain. All right. So your mind is second only to the heart in terms of its strength and its ability to contribute to your overall vibration. So it makes sense that we'd want to target the mind also. So because together the mind and the heart will then contribute to raising your vibration must much more quickly. All right. So the mind is super, super important. The there's a quote by the Buddha that says, uh, what you think you become. All right. So it's a famous quote by the Buddha. And it very much is true in the sense that whatever's going on in your mind is really contributing significantly to your overall vibration. And what we're going for when we're talking about expansive mindset, when we're talking about mind work, really what we're talking about is the cultivation of a mind that's more clear. All right. We want to cultivate a clear mind. Okay. As opposed to a mind that's just constantly, you know, thinking a thousand miles an hour and thinking negatively and being pessimistic and just bitching and moaning about life. <laughs> okay. We want to cultivate a mind that's clear, more crystal clear, uh, more quiet, more steady. All right. That's what we're really talking about when, when we're talking about this step of working with the mind. Now you may be asking, how do you do that? How do you cultivate a clear and expansive mind? And there are many ways to do this type of, of mind cultivation. I'm going to share with you a couple of them, uh, to help you out. One of them is without doubt meditation. You probably knew I was going to say that meditation without doubt. Meditation is probably one of the most successful ways to cultivate a clear mind because what meditation does is it starts to really center your mind and quiet down the excessive ruminating monkey mind. 
Okay, so that monkey mind is constantly talking, 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 never shuts up. But the more that you meditate, the more the monkey mind starts to quiet down. The more the monkey mind quiets down, the more the clear sidedness of my thoughts uh, emerge. Okay, so I become more clear in my mind the more that I meditate. All right, so so if you're not already meditating, incorporate some form of meditation. It doesn't have to be the traditional mindfulness meditation where you're sitting in lotus position and you're just meditating away. It, meditation comes in many forms. So just look up an article or, you know, I have some videos on meditation on my own channel. So look up, you know, look up, uh, uh, on my YouTube channel, just, you know, input my name, Christina Lopes and meditation. And you'll see some examples of meditation that I give and, and, and help around that. All right. But look up different types of meditation and start using the different types to cultivate a clear, more calm mind. Another technique that I love using, uh, for really cultivating a clear mind is the technique of refocusing. Okay. So when you refocus, literally what you're doing is when you catch yourself going into a negative loop, as soon as your mind starts going into a negative loop, into pessimistic thoughts, into, you know, Armageddon types of, of, uh, of thinking or scarcity mindset, or as soon as you start to feel your mind dipping into those negative loops, what you're going to do is you're going to refocus your attention on something more uplifting and something more expansive. Okay. So, so let me give you an example of what this would look like. Let's, uh, let's use an example of someone that's struggling with money. All right. So they're having a scarcity mindset. They're really struggling and they're sitting in their bed and they're just thinking, Oh my God, I don't have enough money to pay my bills. And maybe I'm not going to be able to pay my rent. And then maybe I'm going to be evicted from my house. And then maybe I'm, maybe I'm going to end up, you know, living under a bridge. You see how the brain just goes into this negative looping nonstop. If you allow it to, it'll just keep going. And so what you do is in this whole loop that I just said, you can learn to catch yourself higher up in the loop before it starts getting really bad. All right. So this person, this example that I just said, she started out sitting in her bed thinking that she didn't have enough money to pay her bills. That was the first part of the loop. And then it went to, Oh my God, I won't be able to pay my rent. Oh my God. Oh my God. I'm going to live under a bridge. Okay. So by the time she gets to, I'm going to live under a bridge, she's already feeling a lot of stress and a lot of anxiety. But if she catches the loop as it starts in the beginning, so the beginning of the loop was, I, I may not have enough money to pay my bills. She catches it there and she refocuses her attention on something more uplifting and something more expansive. So then she would say, I live in a positive universe. I live in a benevolent, beautiful universe. And that universe is perfectly capable of showing me opportunities and synchronicities and ways for me to create abundance way beyond the ways that I'm seeing right now with my mind. I live in an unlimited universe and I'm going to be open to that universe, showing me different opportunities, even if I don't see them right now. You see what I just did? I refocused. That's refocusing. I started, I started to tell a different story that was more uh, uplifting and that was more expansive. You see the difference? As soon as I refocus, my mind immediately quiets and calms. Okay. So refocusing is a really simple technique. You may have to practice it a little bit, but it's a very simple technique that you could start using to cultivate this clear, expansive mind that really can see things way beyond just the small, uh, worried, fearful type of thoughts. Now, if you want to go deeper on what I just explained here, and you want to learn how to stop negative thinking and really get into more of an expensive, uh, expansive mindset, I shot a whole video on how to stop negative thinking. I'll leave links in the description box 
box below so you can watch after this video. Now I want to hear from you. Let me know in the comments below what tip or practice resonated with you the most about raising your vibration. Let me know all about it in the comments below. And don't forget to download our free workbook that comes as a supplement with this video. The link to that free workbook is also below. Click here to subscribe to my YouTube channel or head over to my website where you can download my popular guided meditations. And don't forget these videos that I recommended in this one. That'd be great for you to continue viewing. All right, beautiful soul. I love you. I'm out.